Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. This is episode 46 of the Mind Body Musings podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm having such a lovely morning because I had a fantastic coaching call with my dear friend Katie Dalebout from the Wellness Wonderland Radio. If you haven't listened to her podcast, definitely go check it out. She's one of my really good friends and recently we decided that we wanted to start having calls with each other just to catch up and share some of our struggles and you know yesterday one of the things that I told her I have a really hard time with is you know balancing um work with just my personal life like I'm on like when I wake up I feel like I need to check email I feel like I need to do this and I'm not slowing down so Katie gave me a little plan to make you know waking up and not checking my email and taking email off my phone taking social media apps off my phone, like having set times where I can check my email and check my Instagram and post things. And all the other time I just work on being creative and like writing and journaling and um, serving you guys. Because when I'm drained and I don't feel like my best self, I'm not going to be able to serve you as well as I would be able to if I'm refreshed, creative, and free-flowing. So This morning I woke up and I had my phone on airplane mode all the way until right now and it's um, 8.32 in the morning and I woke up at like 6.30 so and I still haven't even checked my email. It's awesome. I'm on top of my game today. I took a walk, took the dog out. Um, It was really good and I just like made breakfast nice and slow and opened my blinds and just sat by the window and it was really calming and I just felt really, really, really good. So hopefully this is going to be a good episode since I've got some good juju flowing through my veins. Um, And yeah, so that's my little morning routine. I don't know if you have visited my website lately, but on Friday I posted a new um, article on my site called How Cellulite Saved My Life, and I had no idea, no idea that it would be so big to on, on the internet and it it was pretty incredible like the comments and the the reactions to the photos that I shared on that blog I've never written anything that received that kind of um I don't even know the word it was like people just could relate to it it was relatability and it really 
you know, a lot of times I share what's going on in my mind because I feel like we need to share these things. And the more I'm open and honest with you about my struggles or my triumphs or my vulnerabilities, the more you're going to feel like you can be open about them. And I truly believe that being vulnerable is one of the biggest keys to the discovery process, recovery, healing, any kind of mind-body satiation you're looking for. Being vulnerable and being open with your friends, your family, uh, your followers, whatever, what have you, your clients, like those people are dying to hear that they're not alone too. So being open about your struggles, y'all relate, y'all bond, you can bring clarity to each other's minds, and then you leave feeling so good and refreshed. And so my purpose with How Cellulite Saved My Life was to bring that relief to you guys knowing that, you know what, maybe you don't know that I have cellulite. Maybe you think, yeah, she was the next fitness model or competitor. You know, somehow she's probably kept it all off and she's, you know, she talks about body acceptance, but she really doesn't have many, like, of these flaws that I have. Well, I actually took a photo of my cellulite and I posted it for you guys. And I'm not saying it was easy at all. I probably, I had the idea in the morning of like taking a picture of my cellulite. I'm just walking around and I'm like, I'm in my underwear drawer and I'm like, this is the worst pair of underwear that I own, right? So I was like, I hate the way it makes my butt look because it looks gross and it's like this and that. And you know, I was like, these thoughts are stupid. I'm I'm putting myself down because of a pair of underwear that isn't optimal for my body shape. But instead of saying I should sh- I should shape my butt to fit this ugly pair of underwear anyways because they happen to be Victoria's Secret, instead of doing that, I said, "You know what? My butt's fine. My value, my worth, my life blood is not in my butt. So why don't I go ahead and just show everybody And then see what they think, because I'm curious if they're experiencing this too. So I wrote a post, I shared a picture of what my fabulous, fabulous booty looks like in these tiny little black underwear. And you guys, the people who read the post resonated with this more than anything else. And it made me feel like I have this higher purpose beyond me. And it feels so good feels so good. So first of all, I want to challenge you to be open about the things that you're struggling with so you feel less alone. You're not alone. Instead of just jumping to the next diet that you know you don't really need, instead, how about you share? Share with me. I am a really good source for this. Share with me about what you're going through. That's what I do. And the other thing I want to say is thank you guys. I mean, that was a prime opportunity for people to be harsh and be rude and be critical. And I'm not saying that everyone was very supportive about the post. Some people weren't, but I honestly believe those were the people that didn't read the message. But overall, everyone was so kind and trusting and compassionate And they valued what I put in there. And I appreciate that so much. So if you wrote a comment on there, I try to reply to all the comments. I couldn't get to all the Instagram or um, Facebook comments, but I want to tell each and every one of you, thank you. I read all of them. Some of them made me cry. Like, you guys just filled my heart with so much love. And for that, I, I just, I have to say that I'm so grateful. That's what I'm grateful for today. So if you haven't read that post, I'll have a link to it. Um, on the show notes for this, if you go to maddiemoon.com slash mbm46, 
You can also go to manyme.com, how cellulite saved my life, with dashes in between each word, but that's a little longer. Um, or just go to the blog section on my site and you'll see it. Um, so, yes, that is what I wanted to say. Um, and if you, if you want to get the word out, one small way you can help spread the word of this podcast, spread the word of my blog, which would be huge for me is to share that post, if you haven't already, to share it on your own Facebook page, to tweet it, to put it on Instagram, to re-Instagram whatever I shared about Cellulite Save My Life, um, sharing it in an email to one person, that is gold to me, getting this message out. I never thought there would be a day where I'd ask people to share pictures of my cellulite butt, but I'm doing that right now, and I'm asking you, like, if you have just a spare moment today, whatever, you have your time for social media hour, if you could just go to that post and then go to the very bottom and you'll see a little Facebook button and just click share. That would mean the world to me. Let's get the message out. Let's let other people feel less alone and more open to being vulnerable. All right, so let's get started with this podcast episode. Um, not that it hasn't got, gotten started, but I want to get into the meat of my conversation today with you, and what we're talking about today is a little bit scattered. I couldn't really figure out how to put it into one concise, clear uh, sentence to sum it up, but I'm basically going to be discussing with you the good versus bad, or the kind of language that we have about things, and clear some stuff up, because I feel like Maybe, since I talk a lot about there is no good food, there is no bad food, maybe I need to expand this a little bit more so you can see how this no good or bad food um, idea can relate to things outside of food. And I also want to clear up some confusion um, about what I talk about and what I preach. And you guys know that my main thing is body image. I talk a lot about body image. My main goal is to make sure that how you feel about your body, you know it does not change your level of happiness, security, um, self-worth. It's Your self-worth is unconditional no matter what. And how you feel about your weight is just a reflection of your insecurity level anyways. So it's about healing that view of your weight. So what I want to talk about specifically is that there's absolutely nothing good or bad about anything. For example, dieting is not bad. I'm not saying that dieting is bad and then if you do a diet, you are a bad person, you're doing bad things, you're hurting yourself. I know sometimes when I get caught up in the passionate moment of my talks and my interviews, I stress how we shouldn't be feeling like we need to be on a diet. Keyword, need to be on a diet. I want people to know that they can go along their life without ever being on a diet. Period. And my, I'm specifically talking to people who are like I was. So if you have um, high blood pressure or you have diabetes, you're going to have to eat in a certain way. You don't have to view it as a diet. You can view it as the Kathy eating routine or, you know, the John optimal nutrition, whatever. You know, it's it's your thing. It doesn't have to be labeled as, oh, you know, I'm on the, the low-carb diet because it doesn't have to be always labeled as a diet. It's just you, you being you, you filling your body with nutrition that makes you feel best, period. 
With that said, I'm not saying dieting is bad and that we should shame anyone that does diet. Um, in fact, I wanted to share something with you guys. I was thinking about my, I was thinking about the process that I took whenever I was trying to find food freedom. I was on my, I was on the hunt, looking for food freedom. I tried out multiple things. I tried out intuitive eating. I tried out resting and refeeding by Matt Stone. And another thing that I looked into, and I'm not trying to give you guys ideas for diets. I'm just explaining some stuff that helped me get to where I am today. Instead of just quitting everything cold turkey, I looked into diets that were opposite of what I believed in for so long. So the other one I was going to mention is Ray Pete. And Ray Pete's stuff is extreme. Don't do it. It was not filling. It's not uh, It's not good for... I'm not saying it's all good or bad, but it's not good for me. Um, it was a lot of, like, milk, gelatin, uh, oysters, and then, like, Coke. <laughs> so it didn't make any sense. But that's the whole point. It didn't make sense to me. So actually putting myself into a place where I was like, okay, I don't want to be dieting anymore, but I want to be reading about different theories that are completely opposite of what I believe. So I was, I was definitely one of those people that were like, no sugar mindset, like sugar was bad, 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 no more sugar, can't have apples, can't have fruit, can't have it in the morning, can't have it at night, gotta have it after workout, you know, all that, all those rules. So when I looked into Matt Stone, he's like saying, eat ice cream, it's warming foods, it'll incre increase your metabolism. I was like, wow, that's genius, never heard of it, that's exciting. Um, and he's not you know, a proponent for dieting at all. He's the opposite. He, and so that was why I was really interested. It was like something that was completely different. And I was like, wow, filling my body with ice cream. I can do that. It'll actually help me. It'll raise my body temperature. I'm on board slowly but surely. And then Ray Pete, you know, he's all about like sugar and certain vitamins, but he's also very, very, very anti on like seeds and nuts, which I loved. Thank goodness. I was like, forget this. But the things I did like is that he was a proponent of sugar as well. So Matt Stone is saying sugar's okay. Ray Pete is saying sugar's okay. In fact, he was saying drink orange juice and have bananas and have lots of ripe, ready-to-eat fruit. And so that was really exciting to me. I remember, I remember like, oh man, you know, a lot of times I talk about on the show how, have you ever like had a diet you were so on board with and by the end of the day you were sick of it and tired and you felt guilty and you threw away all that food and you went to the grocery store and bought a whole bunch of food that matched your new diet theory, you know, all in 24 hours. Well, that's kind of what I did with Ray P. I was kind of like, oh my goodness, like a new diet. I'm going to stop doing my six meal a day bodybuilding routine and I'm going to find food freedom and this will help me by eating a whole bunch of sugar. And so I remember that I went to the grocery store and I bought like literally every kind of fruit you could possibly imagine and I even have a photo of this somewhere on my phone so I'm gonna try to take a picture I'm trying to put that picture on the show notes for this maybe even the featured picture because it's pretty funny my entire like um counter is filled with just different kinds of fruits and I just didn't even know what to do with it so I just took a picture I was like look at all my fruit blah 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 Another prime example of how social media is misleading. You might be like, wow, the girl's got it all together. She eats a whole bunch of fruit and she's loving her life and she's she's feeling good all the time. Well, little did you know, I just bought that fruit an hour before and I had no clue how I was going to dive into it. But I took a picture nonetheless and I'll try to find that because it's pretty funny. Um, but so what I'm trying to say as I'm getting, you know, way off topic is that there's nothing bad about dieting. In fact, 
there's, you know, a diet in itself, it's just a diet. It's the same thing. It's the same way beauty or sleeping in or a microphone or a lamp. They're all just what they are. They're not good or bad. It's how we view them. So a diet, we can view it as a tool to change our body, which will increase our level of satiation, self-worth, and happiness. Or we can use a diet to lose weight, to look good on our wedding day, to feel like we deserve the marriage, you know, or... We can use a diet to improve our longevity, our vitality, our nourishment. And in that sense, a diet is not a weight loss diet. It is a way of life. So the word itself, diet, like my diet is composed of blah, blah, blah. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm dieting. You know, I'm dieting is different from my diet is composed of blah, blah, blah. So if I ever do say my diet is composed of, that means the collection of foods that I really enjoy eating doesn't mean that I have a weight loss mindset, if that makes any sense. So for example, you know, chicken and broccoli is not bad at all. It's not a bad meal. It's not bad food. And uh, you know, to, to bodybuilders, it's not the end all be all good food. You know, it's just what it is. But it's how you view that food. When you're sitting down to that plate of chicken and broccoli, is it bring you back to those days when you were dieting? Yeah. Maybe that's not filling your happiness um, macronutrient. Maybe you need to eat something else. But if your body is craving that lean protein, your body is craving those green veggies, your meal in front of you is going to serve you well. It's so interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about something similar to this. Um, Just kind of like, you know, once upon a time, people would say, you know, I forgot to eat. And when you're so obsessed with food, you're like, yeah, whatever, you forgot to eat. Okay. You think they're lying because you're so obsessed with food and you just want food all the time. Food is your main thing. And then there is the point you get to where you forget to eat because you're no longer thinking about food all the time. You know, you're just walking to work or you're going to work in your car and you're like, whoa, I forgot to eat because your mind was so filled with other things. In both cases, not eating a meal is not eating a meal. In one case, it sounds like extreme, bad, terrifying, what, how can that happen? In the other, it's the same thing. It's still a meal that's forgotten. It's not good or bad, but whenever it's you're the one doing it because you're so consumed with other stuff, or consumed in a good way, you're thinking about, you know, taking your dog for a walk, life, happiness, blah, blah, blah. It's the same act, but yet, it's coming from a good place and not necessarily a control mechanism or say you're missing a meal on purpose because you ate too much, in quotation marks, last night. So missing a meal, whether it's being busy and just, you know, forgot, or you can miss a meal because you feel like you need to miss a meal. You do it on purpose. Two same things, but very different, very different reasons behind them. You know, one is using for self-sabotage. One is using to control that false feeling of control. The other one is mere forgetfulness. You know, there's nothing good or bad about either one, but you have to know where are your motives coming from? What is your perception on the actions you do with food? Are you eating every three hours to control your weight because you believe that once you lose those 10 pounds, you will finally receive that relationship you want so bad? Or are you eating every three hours, six meals a day, because you enjoy it? 
because it makes you feel optimal, because it works with your routine, because you do it, but you don't have to think about it before, after, during. You know, it's just something you do, but you don't really think about it. Everyone's relationship with food is very, very, very different. But at the same time, a lot of us have similar motives. I know a lot of people that think this way as like, if I eat every three hours, then I'll finally be able to look like that girl on my Instagram account that eats every three hours and I'll be able to do, if it fits your macros and I'll feel so good all the time, yeah, yeah. And then when it doesn't work for her, she's like, well, what the heck, what'd I do wrong? WTF, where'd I go wrong? I don't get it. And then you go in this circle and circle and circle. And if you're in this circle, this cycle of feeling bad about yourself, going on a diet, you know, eating all the non-diet foods, feeling bad about yourself, going on a diet, eating all the non-diet foods, you know, round and round and round, then that is when you realize your actions are not bad, your actions are not good, but they are not serving you as a person. They're not leading you down the path you want to be going in two years, in two weeks, in two days. It's not healthy for you. And in the same way that I'm talking about dieting and missing meals or eating meals, not being good or bad, it's how you view them. It's the same with anything else, like specific foods like Stevia and Truvia and Splenda and egg whites. You know, I'm now I'm entering, okay, there's two different sides. There's like the extreme, okay, so hold on, let me see how I phrase this. There, in my experience, there are the the healthy people and then the healthy people, right? So there are the healthy people that are healthy because they eat fewer calories and they consider that healthy. And then there are the healthy people because they eat all the calories, they don't care, but they're so on top of the nutrition and the um, nutrition density of every single thing they put in their body that they are considered healthy. So each one considers it some healthy. One of them uses maple syrup, the other one uses stevia. One of them has the egg yolks, the other one has egg whites. Each group is considered healthy to themselves, and I'm not saying that they're not healthy. No, no, no. I'm just saying that that's what they identify themselves as, but they're very different. One is focused on calories, and they consider that health. One is focused on nutrition, and they consider that health. My point of this is saying neither group is wrong. There's no need for the egg yolk people to shame the egg white people. There's no need for the stevia people to shame the maple syrup people. Food is food. And why can't we just respect people's choices for what they eat without shaming them saying that's bad? What I do is good, but that, that right there, that's bad. You know, like there's just no need for doing that. People need to eat in a way that feels optimal to them, not what feels optimal to you. And now we're kind of switching gears talking about what actually feels optimal because someone could be having maple syrup because they feel pressured to follow, say, the paleo crowd because that's the new thing. Or someone's eating stevia even though they really want maple syrup, but they don't want the extra calories. So that's where a little bit of trial comes into play. But that's on them. That's not on you to tell them what is bad to be eating. There's no more necessary food shame why can't we get rid of the food shame you know sometimes I even like okay being vulnerable with all of y'all um I still sometimes feel like I'm going to be shamed like I'm coming from this mindset of going to the grocery store and getting like all these quote healthy foods but I'm really wanting deep down 
something else. I'm wanting something that if I purchased it at my Whole Foods or I purchased it at my Sprouts, I'd probably get some looks. And then all of a sudden I want to puff up my chest and say, no, 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 I eat really healthy, I promise. I have a podcast and book, I swear, I know what I'm talking about. I'm doing this because... And then I calm down and I'm like, what the heck? Why am I doing this to myself? Why can't, I'm the one shaming myself. They're not shaming me. No one else cares. And even if they did care, they don't matter. I don't even know them. I'll never see them again till the next time I come in and buy this food. But until then, I don't need to validate my choices because there are no good foods, bad foods. So even today, guys, I struggle with this. I went to the grocery store the other day and I was like, not at my normal store. And I was like, okay. For the next hour, I'm going to explore. I'm going to be like a kid. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to start my intuitive eating process again because I I feel like lately I've been in a huge rut with my food of just wanting to eat the same things over and over, partly because I'm so busy with all the amazing stuff that I'm doing and working on with my program, Body Freedom, and, and emails, and the podcasts, and marketing, and all this really fun stuff that I'm learning about and reading books and, you know, blah, 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 that I'm, you know, having these staple foods is good for me, but at the same time, I wanted to branch out, but I was kind of like, well, what more is there besides these same things I've been eating? I enjoy them, but maybe I should go explore. So I was in the grocery store, and I remember, I've told you before, but I love, love, love cereal, like so much. I love cereal. So I was thinking there's this cereal that I had when I was a vegetarian back in the day, and I would have probably three cups at a time. Like, I would have so much of this cereal. It was Life Cinnamon, and I was obsessed with Life Cinnamon. And I decided, you know what? What's the worst that's going to happen if I have Life Cinnamon? I eat burgers. I have milkshakes. I have ribs. I have beer. What is it about cereal that I can't buy it? Like, I can't bring myself to buying it. Am I scared what other people think? Well, am I scared of being a fraud? Because actually, I feel like eating the cereal will make me more authentic. So I went over, I put the cereal in my cart, I bought it, and I had some. And you know what? It's not the end of the world. In fact, again, I've taken another step towards food freedom. And you know, I love to talk about food freedom because it's something that's liberated me in so many ways. I've come so far in the past year, but like I said with my that podcast I did about uh, I ate a sandwich and got my period back. Well, the sandwich is still one thing that was lingering. And sugary cereal is another thing. I can have, you know, Cheerios all I want. I can put Cheerios in my Greek yogurt all I want all day long. But just because Life Cereal has, you know, probably five grams more of sugar, I'm like, no, can't have that. No, no, no. I'd rather have, you know, this dark chocolate. It's crazy how our minds work. But I, in that moment, I just said to myself, well, is eating this cereal going to bring me food freedom? Yeah. You know, weight is no longer a, um, a consequence to me. Fortunately, I'm, I'm moving on past that. I've, I've gained weight since my competition days, slowly and surely, but I'm fine with that. You know, I feel good. I feel that I'm at my equal, you know, level weight. I have beer, I have barbecue, I have all that fun stuff, but I've been at the same weight for about a year now. I know this bowl of cereal isn't going to change that. Even if it did, it wouldn't be a consequence because I would just, you know, the next day I'd eat something, you know, that makes me feel really good. My weight would be the same. Ta-da! It's the same. And that is what I am telling you that you can have. But you need to make tiny little decisions every day to go towards that. You know, what is a food that you feel like 
is so scary. Maybe it's life cinnamon cereal. Maybe it's a sandwich. Maybe it's beer because it's like unnecessary carb calories. You don't need them, but you want them, but you don't need them. Well, maybe that is what health is to you, having that beer. Maybe having two beers is what health is to you. On top of that, your mental health, feeling good going out with your friends and having this beer. And then the next day, not doing any kind of restriction around it, around that choice, not having to go on a diet the next day or not having to eat less carbs the next day, but knowing your body's working it out, your body's burning it, your body's using it, your body's enjoying it, your body may even respond in a fantastic way. You may finally be able to get to that weight that your body wants to be at, whether it's more than you are now or less than you are now, and stay there. Because I promise, promise, promise you there is a, a weight that your body wants to be at. You, you don't have to be up and down, up and down for the rest of your life ever, ever. You can stop going up and down, up and down permanently. But you've got to let your body find that weight. By doing that, you eat what you want when you're hungry. You know, you don't have to follow by the hungry fullness rules, but you just eat and live and focus on your passion and your purpose and then everything comes into play. That's so amazing. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, it's hard to sum this up and don't, to, <laughs> not to think about the title for this one because I feel like I was scattered all over, but I mostly just wanted to get that message out so you guys know that there are no good foods, bad foods, but nothing in life is necessarily good or bad. There's no ultimate goods and bads, blacks and whites. You don't have to live in that kind of world of an all or nothing mindset. Thank you again for being a follower of this podcast you are fantastic, um, and please have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and week, and if you want more self-love insight, head on over to my website, Maddie, always remembers M-A-D-D-Y, maddiemoon.com, and get yourself my free guide, 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession. All right, catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye.